Brains, welcome back for part two of this conversation on justice. Now, here's what we mean by justice. In part one, we kind of laid out this idea that justice is what love looks like in action. And you don't have to take my word for it. We're going to talk more about what other people have to say about justice too. So before you watch part two, if you haven't watched part one, I invite you to go back and watch that now. But now let's continue on with part two of justice. So so the prophets talk to us about this. Oh, yes, yes. So we've got this prophet named Amos in the Old Testament. Now here's some really interesting things about Amos. First of all, with most of the prophets in the Old Testament, you've got um, like exile or destruction or like something bad is happening in the background of the people that the mm-hmm. prophet is prophesying to, or they're they're coming out of a hard time. But the prophet Amos um, was just a normal farmer guy who uh, was in a world that where everything was going well. Like there was prosperity. not, there's prosperity. There was no exile in the So future. he's like, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And they're like, and they're like, no, they're not. No. And he was coming because he's mm-hmm. telling the people, y'all are corrupt. Yeah, uh-huh. everything is going great for you, but your actions, who you are, what you're doing is corrupt. And so he, um, you know, the prophet looks around, sees con- corruption through the business owners because they were cheating people with money. Um, um, the court systems were not handling decisions well. Um, in fact, we're, we're not doing it in a fair way. The poor people were being neglected. So, whoa, hold on. Uh, unjust systems? Yeah, yeah, for the oh, people okay, in the just, back, huh? Yeah. This should be like, oh, huh. So, so like, hmm. everyone had become very self-indulgent. And so God speaks through Amos. And again, Amos was just a normal farmer before this, mm-hmm. okay? You and me, just normal people. And the, God says through the prophet, uh, let me pull this up. It's from Amos chapter five. He says, I hate, I despise your festivals. Mm. Saying this to the people, like what? And I take no delight in your solemn assemblies and your gatherings. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings, I will not accept them. And your grain offerings, I won't accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon them. So those are like the best of the best offerings at the time that you could give to God for like— This is like super (laughs) up-style worship. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So take away from me the noise of your song, says God. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. Now, y'all might have heard this from a, a famous person who, who really did the work of justice. But let justice roll down like water and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. So that was worship to God at that time through the voice of Amos. Justice he was justice. worship. So, so is it— ugh. I'm a worship leader. <laughs> so is this like worship is not true? It's not real if we don't intersect it with justice? Mm. Jamie? Mm. Before I answer that, can I just, I want to call yeah. out one thing. I, I hadn't even thought about it till you were reading it. One of, the, one of the powerful things is throughout the Old Testament, justice is a lot of times linked with righteousness. And I didn't think about that till you just read mm-hmm. that and how those two are, 
always linked. And mm-hmm. so justice is, uh, you was asking at the beginning of this, what is our definition of justice? And maybe mine would change a little bit and say, justice is not making just the world right, but maybe right relationships, mm-hmm. the, the, our relationships. So that's what right, the righteousness is, is this idea of right relationship with God, with my fellow um, human being with the world, with creation, right? I mean, so— Yeah, and you know, another prophet, Micah, um, he says something along the lines of, like, when you do justice, you also have to be doing loving mercy and loving kindness. So Mm -hmm. you can't just do justice. Ah, You got to do justice with a sense of righteousness, with this loving— kindness with mercy there's a lot to talk there's a lot to unpack there but yeah so worship and justice jamie yeah so worship and justice it it is interesting if you know it wasn't just amos micah brought it up um isaiah has a lot to say about the disconnect between how we live um based on on our sacrifices and um matter of fact you know isaiah has some basically says i don't i don't want your sacrifices is what god says through isaiah um so I, I think I think the important thing is, is is understanding there is that connection. So worship, we we can't disassociate our acts of worship with our acts of living, um, and our acts of how we live with one another. Uh, one another. Mm-hmm. So it really is a connect, as Jesus says, is love of God and love of neighbor. Both of those are inter intercrossed, and I think that's important to remember. And I think that's the harsh reality. You know, we want to come in and go through the right motions, go through the right responses. But then we go out and live however we want to live and live in offense to our neighbor. God yeah. said, I, I don't recognize that. I'm not going to pay attention to that. So how, how authentic is your worship if it doesn't grow something in you that makes you love God more? And if you love God more, then you will love the people that He created, mm-hmm. no matter who they are. And so if it if it's um, a, an obligatory ritual, which is what it sounds like Amos is is calling what they were doing, or is it a life-changing experience that energizes you in compassion and the 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 willingness and the and sort of the fire that burns within you to to close the gap of disparity for the people around you so that and and in, and in the midst of that you're sharing this amazing love of God. Yeah. I, I you know one of the things I wish I could catch help people catch a vision, particularly people who are watching this thinking okay, what is what's the purpose of, of worship if they're if they're not believers or they're not sure if they even understand this you know you know today people don't even know what Christians do when they come into a, a building like this it's kind of <laughs> weird know. stuff right I'll never yeah. forget I was wearing a black robe that we wear in our traditional worship service and I came down to the modern worship side of the building and just to say hi to people in my black robe and they were like what is that? What are you wearing? So like, yeah, like, like I graduated from college today. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish I was that young. So yeah, there is a disconnect and just what is worship? Why we worship, how we worship, so, why people worship in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I think I, I would like, even Christians, I, I wish we could get it through our head that part of what the role of worship does for us is it helps us reimagine our place in the world. 
that we we set aside this hour, mm-hmm. right? Through our prayers, through our scripture reading, through the through the interpretation of the text, through the fellowship with one another, that we set aside an hour for that um, interaction with God and with one another, so that we can possibly reimagine how we will act and react and re- and respond to a world of injustice. And um and it and it should that I think is should be the the connection point between our worship on a Sunday versus what we do and how we live our life on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And so what if we could take that that reimagined possibility if we gather and say okay because we're what we're saying when we when we gather and worship is okay God's the boss I'm not right yeah let's take that same attitude into our 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 day on Monday and how does that shape our decisions. Yeah, one, I think one of the things that has um, really grieved my heart, grieved my heart, and and um, I hope that this is a grief that comes from God, um, is this idea that Christians are not known for really caring very much for anyone outside the Christian faith. Mm. And um, that part hurts because um, we have— we have good news, right? I mean, we have we have a a, a, a savior. We ha- we have someone who came and lived among the people that were rejected uh, of their time, of his time, and he preached good news to the poor, as he said in Isaiah sixty one. I I have come to preach good news to the poor. I've been anointed. I am here. I am the good news, and um. So often the way that we live out our faith is not good news for anyone Mm -hmm. but ourselves. And um, I would really like uh, Christians have better PR. (laughs) 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 And and, and how do we do that? And it it takes time and it takes uh, changed hearts. You know, Paul says, wake up, sleeper. You know, and that's what I want to say to our churches sometimes on Sunday morning. I just want to say, wake up. Be alive and um, connect to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will do great things in you and through you, and you will be amazed. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, there's a. I love this saying that Andy Stanley said several years ago, but he's like, it was something along the lines of, "If my version of good news is not." truly good news for everyone, then it's not truly good news talking about the gospel. And so if your way of your living the life that you have as a follower of Jesus, if it's not good news, if the good news, the gospel of Jesus that you are sharing with people is not really good news for everyone, then it's not Jesus's version of good news. And I think about that because I think so often Christianity has this end game, this end goal of, of, what they're doing and why they're doing. So we're not really great or nice to people who aren't Christians because, well, we're we're trying to get to heaven. And so we're, we don't need to worry. As long as we're good, you know, you and I, we're, I'm right with Jesus and we're all good. I don't really need to worry about everything else because I'm escaping this world and I'm going to another world. But wow. the reality is that that's not Jesus's teaching at all. In fact, Jesus says, you're not escaping this world. You are helping cultivate and bring about a new heaven and a new earth right here and right now. So if you're waiting to go whoop, up into the clouds, 
Mm-hmm. That's not where heaven's going to be. Heaven's going to mm-hmm. be here, and you're supposed to be helping cultivate it. And so, if you're just going through Christianity, if you're just living your life as a Jesus, just so you you can um, you know get that insurance that you're getting into heaven, well, then you've totally missed the good news of Jesus. Yeah, Christ. I think I think that's phase one. Maybe you know, um, it's not wrong, is it? I mean, everybody, everybody, like different- everybody wants to go to heaven, right? I want all my friends to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in in Christianity, I mean that that's that's a starting place. Yeah. But I've never thought of Christianity as just start and stop. It seems it's supposed to be um, a transformate transformational process, right? Well, well Jesus, yes. you know, I mean the the model prayer that he gave us, right? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that we, you know, as Christians, we pray that every every week. If many of us pray it every day as a part of our, our devotion time. So, you know, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and speaking of, of prayer, I just want to address this. You know, I yeah. know Christians do get a lot of criticism for when when things happen in our world, whether it be racial violence or gun violence, or and you see Christians who will post things like prayers or, you know, praying mm-hmm. for Houston or praying for whatever it might be, you know, yeah. whatever violent city it, it ha- or the the violence happened in. And I, I want to say, um, I get that. I, I totally understand mm-hmm. um, that that sounds cheap. But I think we also need to remind ourselves about the the power and the purpose of prayer. You know, there's an amazing story that Jesus tells us, a parable. And, um, and it's, it's, um, it's a parable about this widow, which goes back to your point. She is one that was neglected in society, one that had yeah. no support system, no social structure. It wasn't structure. even safe for a widow. It, it was not safe at all. No. And so somebody had did, done her harm. Somebody had caused harm to her. So she goes to this judge. Well, in the, the parable, in the story that Jesus tells, this judge is ruthless. He's, he's mean. He just doesn't have time for her. He ignores her. And um, she, but she keeps showing up. She keeps showing up, and um, and so finally, the judge relents and and listens to her and grants her her um, her um, her desire and 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 brings justice. And he basically says, I don't know if he's talking to his court officials or who he's talking to, but he basically says in the story, he he says he says I I have to do this because um, she's not giving up. She's not relenting. So I have to to do this. And and the Greek word that he uses is it refers back to a boxing match. She's given me a black eye. <laughs> and um and, and so he's talking about his integrity that if I oh. don't act, then it's it's going to be a black eye to my integrity. And so um so Jesus used that story Story to tell the story of prayer, and I think to me it's a good reminder that um, that that's that the persistence of prayer moves me out of my prayer closet to work toward the persistence of seeing justice for all of God's people, and we just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up um, in in those ways, and that people that in in a way that people will eventually have to respond. We started out this conversation talking about presence and showing up, and I think that's the key. We keep doing it. We keep doing it, and 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 I hate that we have to keep doing it. You just do. But evil is real, and and we'll talk about that later on in some other episodes. But but um, but we we just got to keep showing up and, and bring our candle. It connects with everybody else's candle, and that light just gets brighter and brighter all oh, the time. Jamie, that's so good. Just a quick question, though. There might be some people watching. And they might be asking, but how do I know that 
that effort is justice. Like, I think you have to you have to trust the spirit in you. I know, but I think it's really easy for us to be like, that's a good movement, but like that's not that's not a kind of justice that I want to participate in. Or like, oh. I think that you're trying to make justice something that doesn't really exist. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I'm just thinking of the Black Lives Matter movement. And then we came back with the, well, Blue Lives Matters movement. And then we came with the All Lives Matters movement. And so there is this, like, this kind of working of, well, you're wanting justice for something, and I don't really think that justice is needed for that thing, so I'm going to come back to your justice with this Yeah, and I think that's where we run into a lot. And and I know that we're probably going to address that in in one of our other episodes when we're going to talk about truth, Mm -hmm. Uh, because— it, you do get into this thing where you have almost like opposing forces um, <laughs> working. But um, as we're closing out, I really I, I want us to um, I want us to ground down like we, we we're Christ followers. We, and it's well who we are and um, we we come together, we worship, we pray, we go out. We reimagine mm. God's kingdom on earth where everyone is loved, valued, and cherished equally with opportunity and with this love of God that infuses what we do with humility. And we just keep showing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my big takeaway today. Pray and show up. Pray and show up and then be amazed at what God can do. Amen. Yeah. So together, what if we were just people who tried to live every day showing up for the people right in front of us, mm-hmm. for the people who we typically might not see? What if we opened our eyes to see the people all around us who are in different stages of life, who are experiencing life differently than us? What if we were able to show up together and get involved in acts of justice? Mm -hmm. Because together, I think we can change the world. Yeah. I'm glad you joined us today. Thanks for catching the vision with us. And if you want to help support Together What If, you can go to gfumc.com slash give. And you can also help us build online bridges to Christ by liking and sharing this podcast. Thanks for being with us today. All my words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express? Sing these songs as I often do. Every song must end, and you never do. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is it.